0: How's it going, CA students in 678? So good to be with you guys. My name is Levi. I'm one of the pastors on the team here, and I love being one of your pastors. Uh, I'm so excited to jump into this series that we are calling Love Like This. We're going through uh, some chapters, the book of 1 John in the New Testament. We're going verse by verse to get everything out of these scriptures. And so we're, we called this series Love Like This because. We believe that what love is, is revealed by God. And that's the most important thing to God. And so what kind of love? Love like this. Love like Jesus showed. A little bit of context for you is the Apostle John, who by the time he wrote this was an old guy. So I'm going to call him Papa John. Papa John is writing to a church that uh, to correct and to comfort them because he loves them. And there's a faction within his church that has believed false things about God and is trying to pull people away from the, tr- the reality about God with them. And so this is bringing confusion and hurt to Papa John's church. So Papa John is writing to affirm the truth and comfort his church family. And the main content of this book, there are three huge themes in 1 John. One is discerning truth and falsehood. Another one is obeying what Jesus has said. And the third one is a devotion to following Jesus. And so we're going to jump into that in just a second. But before we do, I need to tell you a little bit of news about the Walker family. This weekend is going to be a big weekend. Uh, by the time you're watching this, it's going to start on Sunday. And many of you will know that I have a a beautiful, almost two-year-old daughter named Glory. Glory Lynn Walker. She's amazing. Uh, And she's about to be potty trained, right? (laughs) And so Kayla and I saying bye-bye to diapers forever until we have our next child in like five months. And so it's, we're anticipating it's going to be a bit of a project, you know, training glory. It's a big shift to when you're just peeing and pooping wherever you are to, you know, like, oh, I have to go somewhere <laughs> and sit down on this thing. Uh, and so it's going to be a big change. And in anticipation of this project, getting ready yet, uh, Kayla has been reading this book on potty training theory. Uh, potty training theory. And she's been giving me some insights from this book. And something I thought was really interesting is there are certain levels of potty training awareness for toddlers. And so the first phase of awareness is they're completely oblivious to the fact that things come out of their body, right? They don't know when it happens. They don't really know what's happening, all of that. The second level of awareness is, oh, I have peed or I have pooed. It's it's happened. I did it, right? So from completely oblivious to I have done it. And then the next phase is I'm doing it right now, right? Like, oh, I'm aware that something's coming out of my body, right? Some waste is is coming out. That's So oblivious to I have peed to I am peeing. And then the final level of awareness, which is where we want to get to, is I need to be. It hasn't happened yet. There's some time for you to rush me to the potty, uh, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) Right. And so I know, here's the thing. I know that we're all potty trained here, but I think Papa John wrote to his church so that they could be truth trained as well. And I think similarly, there are different kind of levels of awareness of being trained in the truth. I think sometimes some people are totally oblivious to what absolute truth is. They haven't given much thought at all to God or to what is true. And I think maybe another level from that is some people are like, oh yeah, I think there is a God. But but I think everyone is equally right in their own pursuit of whatever God might be, right? So from oblivious to, yeah, I think there is a God. And I think the next step would be, there are right and wrong things to believe about God. Not everyone is right. Uh, and, and I need to discern what the right and wrong things are. And, and where I want us to get to is the next level of truth training. I know what is true about Jesus. I have discerned between truth and between falsehood. And see students, like Papa John wanted for his church family, what I want for you is to be trained in the truth. I want you to be rooted in truth and not falsehood. Jesus said in John 14 that he is the truth. And I want you to know truth because I want you to know the real Jesus and to be safe and secure in his love and in his truth. So we're going to talk about 1 John chapter 4, 1 through 6. And these six verses are all about discerning truth from falsehood. And so we're going to jump into it. But before we do, would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much that you are here with us and you give us your truth Uh, because you want to save us, because you want to protect us. It's not because you're a jerk or because you get excited when other people are wrong and you're right. It's because you love us and you want to bring us into true life. And so Jesus, I pray that as we come to your word, would you correct wrong ways of thinking and would you bring us into the reality of your truth? We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we jump into chapter four, I want to read the last verse of chapter three, just to give a little bit of context. It says, the one who keeps God's commands lives in Jesus and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. So elsewhere in the New Testament, it talks about the Holy Spirit described as a deposit in our hearts, guaranteeing that God's going to finish the work that he started in saving us. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who confirms that we are saved by Jesus, but he does even more than that. And so let's jump into chapter 4, verse 1. Papa John says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. I like to think that this is Papa John's first century way of saying, hey, don't believe everything you read on the Internet, <laughs> right? This is, this is a stage of truth training. Not everything you hear is equally true. You see, people in John's church were claiming that the Holy Spirit had given them special knowledge, and therefore their teaching was coming directly from God. And as a side note, I want to be clear that we do believe the Holy Spirit speaks to people. It's called prophecy, and it's for encouraging the church. But the problem is, what happens when people claim to be Holy Spirit inspired, but then are saying false things? And why does John use the language of spirits, right? Why, why wouldn't he just say messages, right? Don't believe every message, but test the messages. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it's really clear that there are other spirits in rebellion against God. And what they're doing is they're blocking people from knowing Jesus. They block people from the knowledge of Jesus. And so we believe, according to the scriptures, that we are in a spiritual battle and that there are spirits in rebellion against God, and because of that, they're against us. And most of the time, it's not quite so dramatic as what people picture when they think of demon possession, right? But apparently, according to Scripture, it involves getting people to believe wrong things about God. And of course, it can be more than that. Meanwhile, Jesus said in John sixteen thirteen, the Gospel of John, that the Holy Spirit is the one that will guide us into all truth. And in Acts 16, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Jesus himself. To put it simply, John is telling us that evil spirits tried to hide Jesus from people and they do it by deception. By getting people to believe in worldviews and values other than what God calls us to. On the other hand, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to people. And so spirits against God are trying to hide Jesus from people, while the Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus to people. And so John's call is to test what kind of spirit is behind the message that you're hearing. This will tell you if the message is true or not. Test the messages you hear. Don't just believe them. And so here's the first kind of idea for truth training. Test before you believe. Test before you believe. You see, because of smart devices, social media, and more, we live in a very connected world, which makes it so that we can hear everyone's opinions and thoughts and beliefs on everything. Right, And so people are going to make all sorts of claims about God, about Jesus, about love, about justice. But just because someone believes it does not make it true. We can't just believe something because it feels right or because it sounds good. We must test to see if it is good. So the question is, how do we test these things? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's go verse 2. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Now, you might be thinking, that's kind of a weird requirement, right? Like, what does it mean for Jesus to have come in the flesh? Well, Papa John is confronting a heresy known as Gnosticism. And that heresy denied that Jesus was fully human. Denied that he was both fully God and fully man. And that might seem kind of like, okay, that seems cool, but I don't know why that's important. It's important because if that's not true, then it undermines salvation. If Jesus isn't fully human, then the penalty humans deserve couldn't be applied to him. And if Jesus isn't fully God, then his sacrifice didn't mean anything. And we can't be sure that Jesus really showed us who the Father is. You see, John is saying to test the spirits, because he wants people to be confident that they are saved. And so he's telling us to, be, to test the spirits because he wants us to have assurance. And he's saying that to test the spirits, the message must affirm two essential things. One, that Jesus is the fully divine eternal God and at the same time fully human. And second, Jesus is the only source of eternal life because Jesus alone reveals the Father and atones for our sins. And so, to to put it simply, here's the second uh, piece of truth training. Test by asking if this reveals Jesus as the only and sufficient Savior. Is this revealing Jesus as the only and sufficient Savior? You see, Jesus is the Savior and nothing no one else is. Of course, as the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, we believe that he will affirm everything Jesus says and will not affirm anything Jesus doesn't say. And because of this, we use Scripture, we use the Bible to know what it means for Jesus to be the only and sufficient Savior. John is passionate about his church knowing this because he's passionate that they have assurance that they are really saved. Can you imagine the the trauma of someone undermining your confidence that you're really saved in Jesus? John's having none of that. He wants them to be confident that they are saved. Let's finish that sentence in verse 3. It says, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming and even now is already in the world. See, student 678, hear me loud and clear. Anything that contradicts Jesus as the Savior is not from God. And without using the word salvation, people talk about all sorts of different ways to be saved. There was uh, this time recently. It after this terrible moment of racial violence in our country, and someone posted their thoughts about it on social media. And I, I was reading the comments, which is never a good idea, uh, but I was reading in the comments, and I noticed that someone commented about this terrible thing, and they said, keep voting, that's how this ends. They said, keep voting, that's how this ends. And I want you to hear me loud and clear. I think that racial violence is evil, and it breaks God's heart. And I am for laws being passed that protect, protect the oppressed. However, I think these laws will probably help, but they will not solve. They will probably help, but they will not solve. Because more laws cannot stop lawbreakers. And according to chapter 3 of 1 John, what Jake taught on two weeks ago, is that all sin makes us lawbreakers. You see, God wants to do better than making more laws for people to follow. He wants to do better than that. The prophet Jeremiah said that God will write his law, his way on human hearts, what does that mean? That's what Jesus came to do. He didn't just come to pass new laws and to modify our behavior. He came to fulfill the law and to transform our hearts so that we would long for righteousness and justice. It's not just keep voting. You need, I've heard so many other ways of saying, like, this is what will fix it. This is what will solve the problem. I've heard you just need to embrace your inner self. We just need to understand each other. Or we just need to have more empathy for each other. We just need to be more educated. Or how about this one? I've heard a lot. We just need to do better. See a student, 6, 7, 8, hear me loud and clear. No, we don't just need to do better. We need to be saved. We need to be saved. Scripture doesn't teach that we're basically good people that need a nudge in the right direction and a couple laws to keep us in check. No. It teaches that we have natures broken by sin. So we need to join Jesus in his death so that our sin nature will die so that we can join Jesus in his resurrection so that we can be raised to new life with a renewed nature with a heart that's not broken by sin but that's being made new by Jesus that can from the heart desire different things desire the things God desires like love and justice and righteousness and peace that's what Jesus is doing he wants He wants to do way better than that. He wants to transform the human heart, that our hearts would be made new with God's way inscribed on them so that our behaviors will flow from there. You see, anything other than sin as the problem means that something other than Jesus is the solution. And that is a lie that is leading people to death and keeping people in death, keeping people from being transformed from the salvation that they need. You see, anything that obscures or hides Jesus as the sufficient and only Savior blocks people from being saved. Yes, I I want to be clear. I think empathy and education and understanding are very important things. And I believe that as people are transformed by Jesus, we will grow in those ways. But Jesus and Jesus alone is the only being powerful enough to transform the human heart. You see, anything other than that is concealing the necessity of Jesus. And therefore, it's preventing people from being saved by him. And that's why John uses this crazy language of the Antichrist. Because beliefs and messages that minimize sin as the problem and marginalize Jesus as the solution, those kinds of beliefs help people stay spiritually dead. In other words, they do the opposite of the work of Jesus, the Christ, which is to bring people to true life. And that's why it's called the spirit of the Antichrist. It's doing the opposite work of Jesus. So what's our third piece of truth training? We must reject any spirit and message that does not acknowledge Jesus as Savior. We must reject any spirit and message that does not acknowledge Jesus as the only and sufficient Savior. Let's go to uh, verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Remember, in this verse, them is referring to the spirits with false messages about Jesus in the world. And so Papa John is assuring the faithful remnant of his church family that they have overcome these spirits because they've remained faithful to the truth that Jesus revealed. John connects the way they hold on to the truth with the overcoming power of God. You see, here's the number one secret that the devil and every other spirit in rebellion against God doesn't want you to know. They're losing. They're losing. In Luke 11, Jesus is described as the stronger man who is attacking the devil and stealing people away from the devil so that they can be saved. You see, if you continue to choose Jesus, you will continue to be on the side of the stronger man. Papa John comforts his family, reminding them that even if the world disagrees with you, you are choosing to align with God himself, and there's no safer place than that. I can endure people scorning me because I'm believing what God has said. I don't believe this because it's from me and I'm awesome. I believe this because it's from God and he's awesome, right? And so the fourth piece of truth training, we, we can, we can stay faithful to the truth revealed by Jesus because of the love and power of God. Let's go to verse 5. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. You see, John is reminding his church that people who don't believe in Jesus will believe wrong things about Jesus. It's possible that when you go to school, you might be the only person that believes in the truth about Jesus. In fact, we should expect that if we live among people that don't follow Jesus, they're going to have different beliefs about God, about love, about truth, about justice, and more. But just because everyone around us believes something does not make it True. Our test for whether or not something is true, the way we test the spirits, cannot be majority rules. Even if everyone believes something, that does not make something right. We don't get to vote to make something right or wrong morally. It's either right or wrong because God said so. And this means there's a possibility that the majority of people can believe the wrong thing if it's opposed to what God calls us to. So the fifth piece of truth training is that we test by comparing to what God has said, not comparing to what people who don't follow Jesus have said. And here's the sixth and final verse that we're going to go through today. We, Papa John speaking, we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we know. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth. And the spirit of falsehood. John affirms that everyone who has been saved by Jesus affirms the truth of Jesus as Savior. And so, true followers of Jesus will also affirm what John is teaching. And transitively, if you go against the beliefs of people who believe what God has said, then you're going against what God has said. John isn't saying that you need to believe what he does because John is a big deal. He's saying that he is submitted to what Jesus has said. And because of that, agreeing with John is submitting to Jesus. And so John invites his church to that and says that's another test. And so the sixth and final piece of truth training is we test ourselves by submitting to people who are submitted to Jesus. And I'm not just talking about people that talk big talk and say that they're committed, but their life actually matches up with the words of Jesus in Scripture. And so, the CA students, many spirits, many false ways of thinking have gone out into the world. We must, we need to grow in discernment to be able to tell the difference between truth and falsehood. And so I just have to ask, what do you need to grow in now? Maybe you believe anything you hear or see someone post on social media that you like. Maybe you need to test before you believe. Maybe you do test, but your test is, does it feel right? Or, I don't want to offend anyone. Maybe you need to test by asking if this reveals Jesus as the only and sufficient Savior. Maybe you've accepted messages that promote other things that will solve the world's problems other than Jesus. I think you need to reject any spirit and message that does not acknowledge Jesus as the only and sufficient Savior. Maybe you're worried or discouraged about all of this, that, we, that, that there is deception and we need to work hard to discern between truth and falsehood. I want to encourage you, we can stay faithful to the truth revealed by Jesus because of his love and his power. Maybe you've accepted something because you doubted that this many people can be wrong about something. You need to remember we test by comparing to what God has said, not by comparing to what people who don't follow Jesus have said. And maybe you disagree with another brother or sister or even leader in the body of Christ. You need to remember we test ourselves by submitting to people who are submitted to Jesus. CA students 678. I'm not Papa John, but I do love you the way that he loved the church that he was writing to. So I want you to hear my heart. What I want for you more than anything is to be safe and secure in the love and truth of Jesus. And so if I come across passionate or heated, it's because I am passionate that you would not be deceived by spirits that are set out for your ruin that want to destroy you by leading you away from Jesus. I want to to protect you from that by teaching you how to test the spirits. And so I'm begging you, let's take this seriously together. Let's together as a family test the spirits and hold on to the truth of Jesus. And as we do that, I want to encourage you, don't worry. The stronger man is on our side. So would you pray with me just and let the Lord, apply this to our hearts. So, Lord Jesus, thank you that you have given us a way to follow you. You've given us a way to stay close to you, to stay aligned with the truth of who you are. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that reveals you to us. So, God, I pray that uh, whatever it looks like, whatever step we need to take, would you guide us in discerning between truth and falsehood, to be trained in the truth? Jesus, we need your help to do that. We need the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts to desire that and to actually make it happen. And God, I just pray that you would continue to transform our hearts, that not just our behaviors, but transform our hearts and our desires, that we would be made new, that we would desire the things you desire, that you would continue to save us completely. We trust and know that you will because you've given us your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. CA Students678, love you guys. See you next time.